0: Welcome to On Air, the CFM podcast. For over 50 years, CFM Distributors has been your leading HVACR wholesale distributor in the Midwest. In this
1: HVACR podcast, you'll hear from employee owners of CFM Distributors who provide you with stories, experiences, resources, and ideas to better your business. You can find more information and episodes on our website at cfmdistributors.com or email us at info at cfmkc.com. Hey guys, this is Will here with CFM Distributors, Technical Service Department.
0: Travis Hunt, uh, Senior Sales Engineer at CFM Distributors.
1: Uh, We come to you, bring this podcast to you guys regarding VRF, Variable Refrigerant Flow Systems. Be able to modulate capacity of equipment to different indoor equipment. I'm going to start with a brief introduction of myself and Travis Hunt here. My experience with, uh, prior to coming to CFM, is uh, I went to uh, high school, obviously, and then during the time I was in high school, I was going to a trade school. Uh, specifically, I went to one in Raytown, Missouri, at Hernan Career Center, and uh, I was gaining experience and knowledge while still in high school. Um, also, I was uh, out on a, a work program during that time to get field experience in the HVAC industry, anywhere from plumbing to HVAC, uh... install service uh... a little bit of commissioning uh... so i was able to gain experience prior to ever graduating college um, so or graduating from trade school and so that differs a little bit from uh, from travis's perspective which went to a college uh, i was able to gain experience in the field and start building my experience in my resume uh, prior to graduating high school and uh... that allowed for me to get into a service managers position at uh... somewhat of a young age Uh, which is where I'm at today. And so uh, my primary job duties today are conducting training, um, conducting field site visits, um, doing startup and commissioning, and troubleshooting over the phone, text message via email, uh, whatever that might be. Uh, It's a a really fun job. I love it, and uh, we're an employee-owned company. I really enjoy working. I've worked for CFM Distributors for seven years, or coming up on seven years now, um, really enjoyed the experience and the opportunities and the investments that uh, CFM has made into uh, me being able to further my education with all kinds of product lines that we sell uh, and service Travis uh,
0: so I've been here now over eight years which pretty hard to believe um, so as Will mentioned I attended the University of Missouri in Columbia majored in mechanical engineering got out of school uh, Didn't know quite what I wanted to do, uh, besides not being a cubicle 24-7, doing commercial roofing uh, for my father. uh, And all I knew about HVAC was, uh, that's where all the leaks were, is where guys dropped their tools in the hinge door, or the non-hinged doors. That was about the extent of my knowledge of HVAC. Ended up uh, interviewing a couple different places, kinda stumbling onto this segment of the industry, and you know, jumped on board. Figured we'd see where it went, and it's been an amazing ride since. Um, so, majored in mechanical engineering, uh, but I do not. I'm not a PE. Uh, I don't stamp drawings or anything, but do assist uh, building owners as well as design-build contractors um, with you know just quoting and design of. All HVAC but really kind of highlighting chillers, DOAS, VRF, RTUs, commercial splits that's kind of the highlights um, but one of those VRF especially has been seeing a huge increase over the last six or seven years here in the US um, it's been around since the 80s um you know started to develop in japan where they have high needs for uh, efficiency as well as uh, limited space being on an island so here in the midwest we haven't really struggled with that much we have cheap electrical and natural gas rates um, and it also seems like the hvac industry especially in the u.s is very slow to adapt very slow to change however Um, We've basically been seeing double digit growth in both VRF and ductless. I have numbers from, I think these are probably a a couple years old, Um, but VRF and ductless splits probably account for 72 billion of the 103 billion global HVAC market. Um, Now that is globally, not just here in the US. but. It's a segment that is becoming more and more popular, not just for retrofit, but especially for uh, new design build or uh, just new buildings in general. Um, And we'll kind of get into why that is, but uh, for our listeners that don't know, why don't you kind of tell them a little bit about what is VRF or uh, also referred to as VRV, variable refrigerant volume. Um, why don't you just kind of talk us through that a little
1: bit? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Travis. Uh, so VRF, VRF uh, equipment, uh, like Travis stated, that it, it's big in other markets, big in other countries, uh, islands and, and places with, uh, with less than desirable power, power grid systems and whatnot due to its low peak usage and uh, its ability to operate at lower amp draws and lower energy consumption.
0: Well, no one besides the U.S. really used a centralized system for cooling spaces. Correct.
1: That's to my to my knowledge, yes. That's, uh, yeah. It's so the U.S. is kind of uh, kind of a different market than the rest of the globe, in my opinion. Uh, and so it's been it's been interesting getting the VRF over here into our marketplace. Uh, I feel that there has been some hesitation, and the hesitation due to our market growth has been primarily because of exposure and understanding of how the equipment works. And so here lack at CFM... Exactly, lack of training. And so here at CFM Distributors, we want to provide a, the information to empower people to make good decisions and be knowledgeable about all these topics. And so let's talk about what VRF is. And so, so VRF is, like Travis Hunt said, is variable refrigerant flow. So that has a modulating or an inverter-driven compressor and fans. So everything is like a throttle gas pedal. You can go from 0% to 20% to 30%. You can be anywhere in between opposed to most unitary products where they might be staged, but in most cases it's just on or off, either 0% or 100%. With VRF and inverter-driven technology, we're able to throttle that, that, uh, that amount of energy up and down both from the fans, the condenser fans, the blower fans, uh, and the, uh, the compressors, which is the main energy uh, consumer of a HVAC piece of equipment. So we have two types of outdoor equipment. We have a heat pump system and we have a heat recovery system.
0: Let me time you out there real quick. So for anyone that uh, might not have actually seen one of these systems up close, Um, If you're familiar with like a two-pipe or four-pipe system with like a chiller outside and multiple fan coils inside, it's basically like a modular chiller system, uh, only instead of moving water through the building with pumps, we're actually doing both our cooling with our compressors as well as moving refrigerant through the building with those compressors. Um, So you'll have lots of indoor units to one outdoor unit. So, just to clarify. Yeah, but, yeah. What, what are the differences between a heat pump and a heat recovery system?
1: So heat pump is your standard heat pump. The outdoor unit has a reversing valve in it and it can run in either heating or cooling mode. However, the indoor units have to be all in the same mode of operation. So let's say that there are four indoor pieces of equipment. Maybe that's a doctor's office, maybe it's a classroom or whatever it might be all four of those indoor pieces of equipment have to be in the same mode of operation. They all have to either be in heating mode or in cooling mode. And there is typically a, uh, a, a unit that determines the mode of operation, and that would be the primary unit. Now with a heat recovery- Primary indoor unit. Primary indoor unit, yes. And so with a heat recovery system, we have an extra component opposed to indoor and outdoor equipment. We have something known as a changeover box. And the changeover box has three pipes, Going from the outdoor equipment to the indoor changeover box. The changeover box has your metering devices in it that selects the mode of operation and allows for you to have simultaneous mode of operation from indoor and uh, from different indoor pieces of equipment. So let's say that doctor's office A and doctor's office B, one's calling for heating and one's calling for cooling. Essentially, what's happening for the unit calling for cooling is it is extracting the heat out of that room, placing the heat in that refrigeration circuit, allowing for heat to be in classroom or doctor's room A. So you're able to do simultaneous mode of operation with a heat recovery system. You can have one indoor calling for heating one indoor calling for cooling or any combination. Uh, That's the main advantage to heat recovery over heat pump.
0: And one of the other items that make it so flexible to use is the high number of different types of indoor units. Uh, it's a common misnomer of when we a lot of times we'll just call the components ductless when actually they use a lot of ducted fan coils, but um, rather than having one large 30-ton air handler with boatloads of ductwork running throughout the building, you might have 10 3-ton air handlers with limited. Uh, limited duct work there. Um, in addition to that, we have ceiling cassettes, ceiling suspended units, floor mounted units, uh, wall mounted units.
1: Concealed ducted. Uh, concealed ducted is a large one because in a retrofit situation, uh, a concealed ducted unit could be used to provide multiple rooms, heating or cooling. Uh, so that's a, that's a, that's a really popular, uh, popular one for our marketplace. And one thing I didn't mention that I do want to touch on is very rarely are we needing the full load or the full capability of an indoor piece of equipment. So for example, let's say a traditional split system, maybe it's a two-ton split system. When that outdoor unit comes on, uh, then the indoor unit comes on at full speed and you're providing essentially close to two tons of cooling. With a VRF system, you're able to modulate that capacity either up or down reducing the energy consumption from the outdoor equipment, and also having better tolerances, temperature, and humidity control for the indoor equipment.
0: All great points. Um, as far as why other reasons that you'd want to use VRF, there's there's a few highlights. Um, Number one is efficiency. Um, That's been one of the big pushes with it, to Will's point of being able to modulate during low load situation. Um, We typically have to design HVAC systems for worst case scenario, which might only occur uh, never to maybe 5% of the time that equipment could be in operational mode. So you get great energy efficiency with the part load with the inverter technology and part loading. Uh, So you also get zoning, uh, just basically built into your system since you have individual fan coils serving individual spaces. So with that individual zoning, you have increased user comfort. So uh, when Will was mentioning the two separate doctor's offices, or if you had two classrooms right next to each other, um, especially during those shoulder seasons where um, you know, one room's always hot, one room's always cold, and they always, one uh, one person always, one group always had to be unhappy. That doesn't necessarily have to be the case with VRF. Um, so you also have the design flexibility as far as the number of indoor units and the sizes of indoor units that we kind of already touched on. Um, service and maintenance. Um, Really, you shouldn't have to do much to service this equipment. Um, you know, it's your typical PMs, um, but at a much smaller scale. They have great reliability. They're typically, I'd have to double check what ASHRAE said, but I would assume that ASHRAE puts their life lifeline over 20 years. Um, and. But the big, the big if there is if that contractor had proper training and did a, good, did a proper install because um, VRF has also gotten kind of a bad name for, for a few years here because there have been so many issues with it. Um, a lot of times uh, that's just blamed on the equipment, which sometimes it is. But it could also be a misapplication. It could be a bad install. Um, It could be bad support down the line from the vendor or from the manufacturer. Um, But really, more than anything, because of how advanced this equipment is, it really does require um, truly a proper installation. Will, is there anything you want to touch on there or highlight?
1: Well, the, uh, the training aspect of it. Uh, the training aspect is extremely important uh, for you to be certified or have experience with installing and servicing VRF equipment. Um, it, I, I believe, Travis, what do you think? I believe that VRF is the future of our industry.
0: Um,
1: inverter-driven technology is the future of our industry.
0: Inverter-driven technology, Yes. We've seen a lot of implementation of that technology in other pieces of equipment. Um, It's going to, I think, be a large piece of the pie. Part of it is just, I feel like, especially here in North America, where there's already such a large infrastructure that is not VRF to where, I don't know if it'll ever be number one. So maybe
1: not for replacement markets, but maybe new construction moving forward?
0: It's definitely going to have its piece of the pie. It's going to continue to become more prevalent. And if you haven't come across it yet, it's probably because you're avoiding it.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Um, So from the training aspect, uh, I do believe it's going to be a large part of our market. And I think Travis agrees with with that statement for the most part. Um, So I, I think that training is going to be very essential for having longevity of this product. And getting the uh, ASHRAE life expectancy out of this product. So, if we're interested in providing, uh, if you're interested in receiving training, CFM Distributors uh, is providing training coming up uh, spring of 2020. And specifically, April 14th at our Kansas City location, we have an installation certification uh, class for Hitachi, Hitachi VRF equipment. Uh, if you're interested in attending that training, uh, it will be an eight-hour training class, and it should count for continued education credit CEUs through Nate and other municipalities. Uh, if you're interested in that, please visit our website at CFM kc.com and uh, find training and find that training class. It'll direct you to an Eventbrite website where you'll sign up for that training uh, where I will be co-teaching that. So uh, if you're interested in furthering your education or you have more questions in regards to VRF, uh, please follow up there. So I thought you did a great job whenever you, about a year ago, you probably, probably about a year ago, you put out a article on uh, piping nightmares, I think was the, the title of that blog that you put out. And I thought that was really well written. Uh, I think that the number one cause of concern or the weak point of VRF is people not properly installing piping. Uh, Whether they're not trained or they're not thorough and detailed, I believe that that will compromise a a system. So I would say that that would be what most people would consider a con to VRF equipment would be the piping. It is very piping labor intensive because of the lack of ductwork what you lack in ductwork, you make up for in piping. Uh, and so it is uh, pretty important uh, to follow all piping guidelines and piping requirements uh, per the manufacturer guidelines. That's uh, the biggest con I would see. What are your thoughts?
0: Um, the two biggest things that, well, I think about when I get brought in on a uh, design build or looking at perhaps a replacement for VRF. Uh, To go back with VRF, uh, really two big things for me is, number one, is this gonna be sole source of heating, and number two, what are we doing for outside air? Um, With energy codes, especially on the ducted equipment, uh, you basically, depending on if it's 2012 or 2015 or 2018, three tons and above requires an economizer or five tons and above, so um, even then, A lot of these spaces still need outside air, so how are you going to get it to them? Uh, Primarily we've done that through DOAS, dedicated uh, outside air systems. Um, And as far as the sole source heating, uh, I must say pretty much all the manufacturers have done a much better job over the last few years of either number one, actually publishing their data of low ambient heating capabilities or number two. Uh, designing equipment specifically to be sole source because um, you know it's easy if you have a ducted unit to maybe throw backup electric heat in there Um, but if you have a wall-mounted fan coil or a floor console unit you can't really add electric heat to those Um, so I'd say those are two uh, two things to really be thinking about and then, just kind of my number three is just because it says that you know you can run three thousand feet of pipe doesn't mean you should. Um, there are definitely efficiency losses and capacity losses uh, through that pipe. Um, so really, your placement of your outdoor unit, how you break systems up, um, you know, you might be better off doing two. 16 ton systems rather than one 30 ton system good point um it really just it's application specific um but it's just stuff to be aware of
1: sure really good information travis thank you for thank you for that um so i think that wraps us up for our uh, vrf podcast i personally am very excited for the future of vrf and uh, and us being able to implement it and offer it as a uh, product line for us um, like I said, if you're interested in additional training, whether that be technical or installation or service troubleshooting, commissioning, uh, we can provide that training. Just uh, drop us an email or message us, contact us, and uh, we'll be glad to get you guys set up. Travis? Uh,
0: thank you guys for listening. This is Travis Hunt, Senior Sales Engineer out at CFM.
1: Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening today. You can tune in each Friday right here for new episodes. If you'd like more information, visit CFM's website at cfmdistributors.com or email us at info at cfmkc.com.